Hi, you're listening to the Soul Patterns Podcast. This is operated and owned by me, BJ the Blogger. And the purpose of Soul Patterns is to create a singular place to easily learn self-mastery and healing, regardless of where you are in your journey. The content from this podcast is non-denominational and can be applied to any religion or spiritual practice. All content comes directly from my research and my personal experiences. If you would like to become a supporter of this podcast, you can go directly to my anchor page and donate through there, or you can donate through my cash app, which is dollar sign BJ the blogger. I hope you guys enjoy listening and have a great day. Everybody. All right, so we are back with another YouTube slash podcast. First off, I, I want to apologize for not being able to post last week. So me and my daughter both caught a very bad, um, a very bad code. It was a nasty code. She first had it, and then I caught it, and we were both down for the count pretty much. For a week. Well, she was down for the count for a full week. I was probably down for the count more like uh, three or four days. So um, I'm just now starting to feel like 100% better. I was able to do yoga earlier and um, I feel I'm not sneezing like crazy or coughing like crazy anymore. So I may sound a little bit um, nasally during this presentation, but um, I promise you guys, I am keeping myself inside of the house. I'm not around a whole lot of people. Um, It's not COVID, obviously. It's just a cold. It's starting to get fall. My daughter, she goes to daycare, so she's around a whole lot of kids. So um, that's just where it came from. But anywho, I really miss you guys. Thank you for still, you know, tuning in to my channel, even though I missed a week. I appreciate that. Sorry about that. It happens. Um, So what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about triggers, and I'm going to be comparing triggers to landmines, and I'm doing this in presentation style. Um, I can't remember exactly why I wanted to do it this way. I think because I had some things that I really wanted to talk about in detail, and it's much easier for me to do that when I do this in a Zoom presentation style versus when I do it just like a free-flowing conversation when I'm making a YouTube video. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen for those of you that are participating in the YouTube video. All right, triggers are like landmines. So what is an emotional trigger? Mindbodygreen.com describes it as old and painful feelings and emotions that were created from childhood. So when we were young children, we dealt with neglect, pain, or suffering, and handled those emotions in a particular way. So what happens is when you don't learn how to manage them as adults, you will create a habit of handling them the same way as you did as a a child. So understand an emotional trigger is almost like, you ever see that So Raven? And um, she has like 
this flashback into the future or whatever, that's almost, that's how I like to compare emotional triggers to somebody does something that your body and your mind, it feels familiar um, the situation that's in, whether it's the way that they talk to you, the way that they, um, an action that they took, something that happened. And we'll talk about some examples of things that can trigger you. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but somebody does something that triggers you. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden your mind and your body goes into this mode where it is putting you inside of the past and you start operating in survival mode. And then what happens is you have a bodily reaction that causes you to automatically react in a particular manner. And we're going to talk about that too, like the different ways that you react. But ultimately, that is an emotional trigger. When somebody does something, there's an action that reminds you of um, something that you dealt with in childhood that was like neglect, abuse, suffering, things like that, that causes your body to automatically react in a particular way. So when we are not conscious of our triggers, they become landmines. So I like to compare them to landmines because it's hidden beneath the surface while others try to tiptoe around not to set it off. We don't know what each other's triggers are. We are interacting with people on a regular basis, um, you know, trying our best to maintain positivity, trying our best to be kind, courteous, all of these great things. And um, we don't know what is unhealed um, under beneath the surface when we're dealing with other people. So you do these things in order to kind of tiptoe around just to make sure you don't set anybody's landmine off. Um, but when your landmine does go off, it's a big freaking deal, especially for you. And of course, for the other person, because depending on the way that you react when you're triggered, um, that other person can be impacted. So what do triggers look like? So I have a couple of examples here. Triggers can look like being rejected. So rejection is a can be a trigger. Not having any control over a situation. Um, that can cause you to have an emotional trigger. Um, feeling abandonment. Feeling like um, people are forgetting about you. Not seeming happy to see you. So if you know, you, somebody walks in the room, like this happens, all, not all the time, but sometimes this happens, like if I'm at home, because of course I'm an entrepreneur now, I work from home a lot. And um, if my boyfriend walks in the house and sometimes he's not like super excited to see me, then um, that could be an emotional trigger on my part. Personally, I don't have that as an emotional trigger, but I can see other people dealing with that as an emotional trigger. Um, unavailability, let's say you try to call somebody and they don't answer the phone, you're calling them, they're, you're texting them and they're not answering, that can cause you to have an emotional trigger or um, turn your body into survival mode. Somebody being overly critical of you, that's a personal trigger for me. If I feel like somebody is overly criticizing me or I feel like, um, you know, I can't do anything right, I can't do anything to make somebody happy, then I get very emotionally triggered. And that stems from the fact that when I was younger, um, the only time that I got a lot of attention or acknowledgement is when I did things that were right. So um, if I feel like I'm doing something wrong, then that causes me to have an emotional reaction because that makes me feel like I'm not doing anything to be deserving of love. So that's my personal, um, 
my personal experience with triggers. Um, another is disapproving looks. So um, just like how we talked about when somebody doesn't seem happy to see you, or let's say you're having a conversation with somebody and they look at you in a particular way um, that doesn't seem approving, that could be a trigger. <clears throat> and lastly, another trigger is if somebody, if it feels like somebody is trying to blame you for something, then that can cause a trigger of shame or guilt. All right, so when we are triggered, our landmine goes off and we no longer feel safe. So remember I told you that causes you to go into survival mode. That causes you to feel like, okay, I'm not safe here. I, and then, it, and you know, when children don't feel safe, then they start to get very emotional. They start to get very confused. They're not sure what to do. And um, they're looking for comfort they're looking for support from their parents. And that's the same reaction that your body has is you're trying to do things um, in order for you to, to feel comfort and in order for you to feel safe. But obviously when you're a child, your coping mechanism isn't, isn't, isn't um, completely mature. So your coping me mechanism is normally things like, well, sorry, we're going to go, we're going to talk about more detail about that in, um, on the next slide, but what we're going to talk about, what are some of the, um, what does it look like when you're triggered? What are some of the reactions? But, um, so you'll no longer feel safe. And then we lose mental control and we start to react in unconscious ways. So remember how I told you guys, I know what my emotional trigger is. So if, I go, if I come across a situation where I feel like somebody is being overly critical of me and I feel myself starting to be triggered, I can react in a conscious way because I know that that is an emotional trigger for me. So I'm conscious of the trigger. I'm aware of the trigger. So I'm able to react in a way that is in alignment with the, what I want to come out of that situation. But for most people that are not conscious of their, of their triggers, they're going to react in an unconscious way. So reactions to triggers can look like getting very angry. So I'm not sure if we talked about, I think we talked about this a little bit on my channel, but um, you know, when you're conscious of your emotions, then you don't allow for people to get you riled up or get you angry too easily because you understand that anger is a low frequency emotion. And when you operate on low frequency emotions, you start the, the law of attraction activates and you start to attract other things that are on that frequency. So when you're a conscious and aware individual, you're not going to operate through anger. But if you are triggered and you're not conscious of your triggers, then you can react with anger. Another way that you can react is shutting down. You know, remember how we talked about children, um, the way that we react to our triggers is normally the way that we would have reacted as children. And Children react in ways based off of their safety, because at the end of the day, that is the sole purpose, the relationship that children have with their parents is you keep me safe. So if you're neglecting me, if you're abusing me, then I don't feel safe. So I have to do things that are going to allow for me to feel like I'm going to be able to be safe. And one reaction that children will have is they're going to shut down. They're going to get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything because I do not want to activate anger in you. I don't want you to um, do anything that's going to cause me any harm. So that that is why that can show up inside of your reaction to your trigger now. 
is you shutting down you being like you know what I'm not gonna I don't want to say anything I don't want to do anything I literally I don't know what next move I can make I'm just like completely I, I can't I can't function that's the best way to describe it so um shutting down is another reaction to a trigger people pleasing people pleasing is one thing that you hear a ton about um because that's the easiest way in order for you to get um, a positive reaction out of people. A lot of people develop people-pleasing um, tendencies because when they were children, that's the only way that they were able to get their parents to show them affection, to get their parents to show them love is by being overly, um, not positive, but what's the word I'm looking for? By being overly, um, not persuaded, I can't think of the word. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but being overly influenced in terms of the way that like, okay, you said you want me to do that, then I'm going to go do it. Or mom said that I need to do this. So I'm going to do it at a thousand percent. And for a parent that feels good, but for a child, children aren't meant to be super disciplined. <laughs> like, let's be realistic. Like children are meant to explore. They're meant to try. They're meant to, um, push the level, push um, boundaries, because they're, they don't, they don't know the way that they're supposed to act inside of the world. All they know is impulse. That is, that's all children know. That's all children understand. So when children aren't being adventurous and they aren't being challenging and they don't feel like they have the freedom in order to explore, then that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, children really should almost, and I know quote unquote, people like to name it oh they're being bad but it's not them being bad it's them being adventurous and that's good children are meant to be exploratory so when children are reacting in a people-pleasing manner then that is a survival tactic that is not necessarily a good thing for your children to be overly obedient um they're trying to survive because they feel like mommy and daddy are the only way that I'm going to be able to live in this world. You know what I mean? They feed me, they clothe me, they give me housing. So if when I act a certain way, then they start to neglect me, they start to abuse me, they start to abandon me, then the only way that I can ensure my own survival is by me doing every single thing that they want me to do a hundred percent right. And so um, I think that that used to be the way that people raised their children um, back in the day was like, okay, you do something wrong, then you're either going to be beat, um, which a lot of us understand that that is, that is physical abuse. You're either going to be beat or um, I'm just going to ignore you or whatever. So I think that was the other, that was the old way of parenting. And I think now people have developed a very good, um, good methods of conscious parenting, which teaches people that children aren't being bad. They just need, you need to meet them on their level. You need to give them some control. You need to um, allow for them to have outlets in order for them to release their energy. Like I think conscious parenting is a really good thing and it is allowing for us to um, raise children that are confident in themselves. But um, people pleasing, has absolutely impacted, I think, um, our generation as well as the generation before millennials. 
So um, that's why you probably see a lot of people do people pleasing and you may see people people pleasing behavior in yourself when you start to feel triggered because of that experience that I just described um, as um, when you're a child. So that is another reaction that can happen from an emotional trigger, um, blaming others, saying, I didn't do it, that person did it, that person did it. Um, it's not my fault, completely externalizing things. That can be a reaction to a trigger, becoming very needy, feeling like you need reassurance, like you need to constantly be touched, feeling like you need to constantly be like, oh, are you okay? Can you come over here? I need a hug. I need a kiss. Can you pay me, pay me some attention? Like sending a bunch of text messages, um, becoming overly needy. That is a reaction, an emotional trigger reaction. And lastly, avoidance through addictions. So that is when you feel emotionally triggered. And instead of you dealing with those emotions directly, you avoid them by drinking, smoking, overeating, doing any activity that allows for you to numb that emotion. So ultimately, the goal is to become so conscious of our triggers that when they emerge, you catch it before your mind and your body has a chance to unconsciously react to it. So remember how I told you, I know what my triggers are. If, you know, I'm going through this presentation, hopefully it's giving you an idea of like, oh, okay, now I know that when I have people-pleasing tendencies or I become needy, it is because I was emotionally triggered by something. So hopefully this presentation is allowing for you to understand what your emotional triggers possibly could be. So um, that's that's us meeting the goal right there, right? Understanding what your emotional trigger is. So once you get to that point and you catch it when it's happening, if you're going through a real-time situation and you're like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm people-pleasing right now. What is it that caused me to be triggered into this reaction? And then how can I react in a different way? How can I react in a conscious way? Because you don't, you want to stop it so that your body and your, your mind doesn't have an opportunity to react on its own. Your body and your mind are going to be like, oh, we've been here before. Your body and your mind is going to be like, okay, we know exactly what to do inside of this situation. Shut down. And you have to have the power. You have to have the awareness and the consciousness to be like, wait a second. No, that is not how we react to these situations. We're going to react. We're going to consciously choose to react in a different way. So what is a way that you can react um, when you notice that a trigger is about to emerge? First things first, you need to calmly remind yourself, look, I am in a safe place and I am loved. Okay. And you have to do that almost immediately. You have to do affirmations or you know, whatever you need to do in order for you to get back control over your mental thought processes, because your mental thoughts, your thoughts are going to be like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing anything right. People don't like you. Your mind is going to be racing and trying to tell you all of these negative, um, negative limiting beliefs. And you have to stop yourself and calmly give yourself encouraging beliefs and say, look, I'm loved. I'm safe. I'm okay here. Everything's fine. Then step away, take some time to self-soothe and ask your inner child what they need and find a way to provide that need. Find a self-soothing technique. 
everybody has different self-soothing techniques. That's why a lot of people have like dogs and cats because dogs and cats allow for you to self-soothe. When you see them, well, I'm not going to say about cats. I have never had a cat, <laughs> but I know with dogs, like if you see them, they're automatically going to be happy to see you. You can pet them, you can play with them. And it normally automatically puts you inside of a positive um, emotion and have a positive energy around you. But there's other ways that you can self-soothe. Like some people self-soothe through coloring, um, by stretching, doing yoga, by listening to music, whatever self-soothing technique works best for you, then that is what you should be doing inside of a, a situation where you feel like you, you're triggered. But specifically, go, go inside, go into your inner self and be like, okay, what do I feel like I need right now? Ask your inner child. Hopefully you've been doing enough work um, whether you're doing the work directly with me or you've been studying by uh, watching my videos and things like that, you've done enough work to where you know how you can connect with your inner child. Um, but find out how you can, can figure out what can I do in order to meet your needs right now? What can I do in order to help? But normally helping looks like a self-soothing activity that you know works best for you. Um, dancing, dancing is a great self-soothing um, activity. And then lastly, intentionally put yourself in an environment that you know your inner child feels safe and your inner child feels happy. Um, if you know that you're being emotionally triggered, like let's say it's your boyfriend, your boyfriend is doing things and saying things that are pissing you off and you know it's causing you to be emotionally triggered or let's say that you're around your parents and your parents are seeing things that are making you feel emotionally triggered, you have to intentionally take yourself out of that environment and put yourself in an environment that you know your inner child feels safe and your inner child feels happy. So um, maybe that environment is you going into your room, spending time alone. Maybe that environment is you going and taking a bath and lighting a candle and being like, okay, this is a safe space for me right here. Um, maybe the environment is a mental environment. Maybe you are good at doing meditation and visualization work um, taking time to step away and going to meditate. Not everybody has the power to be able to leave the house that they're in. Like, let's say that you're somebody and you're in high school and your parents are doing things that are emotionally triggering for you. You may not have the power to necessarily leave the house or go somewhere that feels more comfortable for you. So you have to create that place inside of your mental space. So go inside of your room and sit down, meditate, visualize, try to do, um, I mean, do some research on astral projection and figure out a way in order for you to create an environment in your head so that you can spiritually and mentally be inside of that space so that you can self-soothe your inner child. So that's another suggestion that I have uh, for what to do when your, your trigger emerges. But let's take it a couple of steps further, right? What can we do in order to um, be proactive and plan for um, those triggers. So one thing is you can make an I am loved photo album in your phone that has pleasant memories. Remember what I told you before, when you get emotionally triggered, you start to, um, you start to trigger that, that bank that you have inside of your head, that recording that has negative limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. People don't like me. I can't do anything right. I'm wrong all the time, whatever. I'm ugly. People, I'm not attractive. Whatever it is, you start going through this entire reel of things of, about why you are such a crappy human being and why you don't deserve to survive. So you're going to go through all of these negative beliefs. But if you go ahead and create an I am loved photo album, or even when you feel emotionally triggered, you can do it at that time too, or you can add photos to it when you feel um, um, emotionally triggered. 
but create an album that you can keep inside of your phone that has all of the things that show why you are loved, why you feel loved, that has um, photos of like you inside of situations where you're having fun with your family, you're having a good time with your partner, where um, you're, you're having fun with your children, where you've been traveling, where you were dancing, where you were singing, where people were showing that they were proud of you. All of these different examples of why you are loved and why you are supported and why you are deserving of love. So create a photo album and have that so that when you feel emotionally triggered, you can go through that album and you can be reminded like, look, I am loved. I, I do do things right. I'm okay. I'm safe. These people love me. Maybe they trigger me, but that doesn't mean that they don't love me. Right? So that's one thing that you could do to be proactive. The second thing is one mastered technique is being able to transmute that energy into something positive. If you saw my video that is called Lean Out of Fear and Lean in the Hustle, that is one example of transmuting negative energy and turning it into productive and positive energy. So when you feel emotionally triggered, you're going to have a whole lot of energy of like your mind spinning, your emotions spinning, your body having reactions. You can take that energy and transmute it into you doing something productive, such as you working out, um, you working on a project or things like that, but don't use it as an opportunity to people please. Um, so I'm not saying that because people could take that. I feel like that is one way that some people do transmute that negative energy. They're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling triggered. So let me go do as much things as I can for this person in order to make sure that they know that I am lovable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying people, please. I'm saying take that positive, that negative energy and do things for yourself. So maybe you take that negative energy and you're like, you know what? My closet really needs to be organized. So I'm going to go inside of the, inside of my closet and I'm going to reorganize it. I, I used to see my ex do that a lot. Anytime we would get into an argument, they would clean the entire house. And I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. You know what I'm saying? So that is one way that you can take your um, negative energy and transmuting it into something productive or positive. And the last piece, which I think is an awesome piece, which is grounding yourself and getting back into the present moment. So having grounding techniques in order for you to get out of your head, when you're inside of your head, you can get really spacey, not sure what the next decision to make being very much inside of your spiritual self um, and grounding is what brings you back to reality, brings you back. Well, let me rephrase that. Your body and your mind is stuck in the past when you are emotionally triggered. So that is why it's hard for you to decide what to do next. It gets you, your body gets to the point of of not being able to function because you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I got to survive. Um, so you're operating in the past when that happens, but when you ground yourself, what you're doing is you're reminding your body that, no, I'm in the present moment right now. I'm on earth. I'm inside of a space that is not, um, what my emotional reaction is based off of. I'm inside of a different space right now. So some of the things that are do that you do is you're interacting with pieces of nature and you're interacting with your senses. Those are the things that bring you back to the present moment. So aromatherapy, um, doing things that have to do with smell, with taste, um, 
having a really cold drink, having a really sweet drink, things like that, going outside, going for a walk. Um, what people do when they are grounding, they literally are trying to get, I feel like the word grounding came from people that are trying to get the um, electromagnetic magnetic energy from the earth. So they walk around without their socks and their shoes on. Um, I'm not a person that likes to walk around without anything on their feet. Um, so just going for a walk outside should be enough uh, for you to be um, spending time with nature, but taking a bath, remember spending time with the elements, spending time with nature, uh, doing things in order to get your senses going. So baths, swimming, that engages your sense of touch, um, giving yourself a massage. Those are all um, things that, that, are, that you can also do in order to kind of help with your triggers. Okay. All right, so that's the end of the presentation that I have. Ultimately, at the end of the day, um, the goal is for you to be able to recognize your triggers and for you to be able to react to your triggers in a conscious manner so that you're not allowing your body and your mind to do the work for you because your body and your mind, a lot of the things that happen on autopilot are not good for us. They are trauma responses. So um, you want to make sure that you're reacting in a way that is intentional and in alignment with your higher self and the things that you believe are um, going to help you in the end and going to cause positive outcomes inside of your life. Okay. All right. So this is the time that I do a little bit more of um, promotion for my stuff. So one things I want to make sure that I, I let you guys know, and I don't think I was able to let my podcast and YouTube following know, but my higher self journey course is completed. So I have my online course is available to you guys for purchase. So um, that is the full higher self journey that takes you through healing, through manifestation and law of attraction, through um, like literally planning out who your higher self is, and then self-mastery, how you master yourself for the long-term in the future. Right now, I have it on sale for $199. The full price is going to be around $250. That's going to be like the real price of it, um, but I have it on sale right now since it just newly got released. Um, if you have any questions about it, please do not be afraid to DM me on Instagram. Um, BJ the blogger is my Instagram. Um, you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter and ask questions. Let me know like if you're feeling like you want to get it, you're not sure, um, just to get more information about what is inside of it. Um, on my website, bjtheblogger.com, you can also get more information. It tells you what like every single lesson is about. There's 13 lessons. It's 12 of um, the like meat and bones of it. And it, it has an introductory lesson that kind of gives you like the baseline understandings of like terms and stuff that I'm going to be using throughout the, um, the course. So um, ultimately it's 13 lessons and I give you the names of each of the lessons and information about it. So if you need, if you feel like you need a little bit more information about what's in there, you can go to bjdeblogger.com and um, there's tons of information on that. But let me tell you, this is a full comprehensive course on how to become your higher self. Like if you are not sure about booking one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you can literally do this higher self course and probably become a totally different person without doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Um, because my one-on-one -on -one coaching is 150 an hour. So, um, I mean, I still encourage you guys to do one-on-one -on -one coaching because it's much more customized and it allows for you to understand like how 
to think on a higher level and how to operate on a higher frequency of emotion tailored to the way that your specific, the way your life is at this particular moment and how to like, you know, interact with people. And then you can talk to me about situations. I can tell you ways that you can operate or react to those types of situations. So I give you pretty good advice, like tailored, customized advice when we have our one-on-one coaching. But um, if you're just like, look, I don't like where my life is right now. I really feel like I I need to make a lot of changes. I need some motivation. I need some help. Um, I'm new on my spiritual journey. I'm not sure what to do. If you're feeling any of those things, you're feeling stuck. You recently just went through a breakup. um, You had a major change inside of your life. If any of those things apply to you, then absolutely get the higher self course, go through the the 13 lessons. And I'm I'm positive that you're going to have a a life transformation from there. So um, that is available to you guys right now. So now that that is done, I am working on a manifestation through visualization course. And that's going to be teaching people how to use like mind techniques in order to manifest things inside of their life, like visualization, meditation. Um, what is it called? I can't remember what it's called, but basically like going into the past and rewriting your past in order to change what's going on in the present. So we're going to be talking about some really like deep mindset manifestation things. That's going to be the next course that's going to become available. So I'm hoping that should be available before the end of October. That's the goal right now. So, um, but at the end of the day, my one-on-one coaching is still, I have my books are open for one-on-one coaching. So if you're interested in going through coaching with me, then please reach out. Um, you can go on my Instagram inside of my link tree. There's a link on how to book, um, your first session with me. Your first session is free. So your initial consultation is completely free. And then after that, you can either buy, um, a coaching package or you can just buy one single session at a time. But, um, my link tree has that information. If not, you can literally go to my website, bjthevlogger.com, and you can get more information about how to book one-on-one coaching with me. Okay. All right, guys. I think that was enough. Um, so glad to be back. So get, I hope we'll say glad to be black. I am glad to be black, but I'm, I'm glad to be back. And um, I'll catch you guys. On, oh, another thing. I'm going to start doing Instagram lives every Tuesday every Tuesday, maybe every Thursday as well. We're going to see how this goes. But as of right now, I'm going to be doing IG lives every Tuesday, starting Tuesday, tomorrow, which will be today when I release this podcast slash YouTube. But um, starting October 5th, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central, I'm going to be doing IG lives. So check out for, check out that for the future. Um, IG lives are great because you can ask me questions real time. And I can answer questions for other people and you can hear my answers real time. Um, So it's really tailored to whatever the audience wants. But this IG Live is going to be, we're going to be talking about comfort zones and uh, why it's important to step outside of your comfort zone and things like that. Okay. All right, guys. I will catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye.